Good morning. This is the Pitch Towards Holiness podcast. I'm Mike Kidwell. And I'm Michael Kidwell. And today we have a special guest with us. Yeah. Our special guest is um, Wyatt Marshall. Wyatt has, um, we're going to let him tell a little bit about himself just briefly, but he has coached Little League Baseball with Michael and I in the past. He's um, done ministry with us in the past. And today um, we've asked him to just kind of share some things from his life. And we're going to do that in just a few minutes. But before, Wyatt, tell us about yourself. Who are you? How old are you? Married? Kids? All that stuff. Well, um, I'm Wyatt Marshall, <laughs> in case you didn't know. Um, I am married. I have two kids. Um, at this moment, a nine-month-old and a three-year-old. Crazy little bunch. Um, a little bit about me. I currently work in, um, I work on power lines. And, um, yeah, that's really about it. Honestly. Do you like baseball? Yeah, baseball is it's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, I do. Well, today we're going to be talking about errors, um, metaphorically and in the natural. So we're going to start off talking about what errors look like in baseball. You know, when we have a baseball team that gets onto the field and um, a pitcher pitches the ball, there's always going to be opportunities for the defense to make a play or not make a play. And um, when they don't make a play that they should, it's called an error. Mm-hmm. And that also happens in our spiritual lives. Um, we have people that do things that they shouldn't um, to us, whether they be people in the body of Christ or people that um, aren't part of the body of Christ. Maybe they're outside um, a relationship with Christ right now. And a lot of times we get hurt and we're going to talk about those things and how those errors affect us today. But before we do, why don't y'all give us a little bit of backstory on how errors affected our team when we were coaching baseball? Yeah. So, I mean, um, for those of you that don't know what an error is, basically an error is whenever the fielder either misplays or just fails to get an out that should be a routine out, um, which could mean missing a ground ball, the ball coming out of the glove on a pop fly, um, simple stuff like that. And so a lot of the times in Little League, it happens more often than not. So it's still called an error, but you give the kids grace because they're learning. But I mean, in professional sports, you're professional. It should never happen. Well, and it it still does, though, just like, you know, when we have a band of brothers in the body of Christ and we hold them to a higher level of expectations than we do people that don't know Jesus, Mm -hmm. um, there's still going to be opportunities that they have to let us down or not let us down. And, And there's quite honestly, there's been many times that a brother or a sister in Christ has let me down or or hurt me and we're going to talk about how we can kind of get around those things but before we do um why you want to talk a little bit about how when we were coaching little league baseball an error might affect that pitcher um when when someone should have made a play that they didn't yeah yeah it it, it affected i think I, I remember noticing it affecting just about everyone on the team um including the coaches uh, kind of affected the way that we would talk to the kids. That's for sure. Um, and I remember um, our best pitcher. Um, it, it it happened a lot for him because he threw it so well in the strike zone, and they they got a lot of hits off him because he threw it so well, threw it so this you know consistently, and um, it 
you could definitely tell in his attitude and and his game and uh, that it, it it would be a negative effect for sure. Um, pretty much every time, you know, 100% of the time. It's kind of weird how it kind of would creep in from, you know, defensive error would kind of creep into their performance at the plate. You know, they would start pressing mm-hmm. and trying a little bit harder because they're trying to overcompensate mm-hmm. for the things that had happened in the field. Yeah. Maybe they let we let a r- bunch of runs across that we shouldn't have, and and now they're trying to make up for it, and then it gives their at bats really poor performances. Oh yeah. Um. So th- there's a lot of things that can happen. It's kind of a snowball effect, really, um, that happens on the baseball field, and we've seen kids that just get so frustrated they throw their gloves. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> they uh, we we had one that came running in the dugout because he was so frustrated. Um. We've seen all types of things like that, um, so it, it's very easy to see the kind of frustration that happens when someone that that should have made a play on the field doesn't. Whether it's because they're not paying attention, mm-hmm. or whether it's because they um, didn't use the right technique, whatever the case may be, um, mm-hmm. it, it always affected the entire team. Yeah, and just like you said, sometimes. Um, errors can affect performances at the plate because I've seen it plenty of times where um, the pitcher we've had would throw really good, just like Wyatt was saying, and then ground balls would be missed or people would get overthrown and the other team would just run, run, score, and then our um, batters would come up to the plate and they would swing at stuff they had no business swinging at because they're trying to score runs that um that they lost and so um just trying to overcompensate really could screw you in the long run when it comes to um just trying to fix what you already messed up yeah and so let's talk about that a little bit what it looks like in the spiritual um you know we're we're all like um a band of brothers here we've known each other for quite a while and we've um, seen each other in, in our good times, seen each other in some bad times, and mm-hmm. um, seen each other in some struggles. And so none of us have been immune to um, these kind of things happening. We've all had to deal with this. And some of us are dealing with things as we speak. But I, I think to, to understand um, what we're talking about in the baseball sense, in the spiritual, we kind of need to know what what those occasions look like so Mm -hmm. um if you're a christian and you're walking with god and um you you might stumble and fall you make a mistake whether it's with words or actions or both um and and someone comes alongside of you and instead of encouraging you and picking you up when you fall down they kind of um kick you while you're down kind of thing Mm -hmm. um that that would be one kind of error um another error that I could see happening is um, when someone in the body of Christ, um, you're really counting on them to to do something for you um, or be somewhere where they said that they're going to be and they don't fulfill those commitments. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's another way that they can let somebody down and really cause somebody to um, be hurt. Any Any really occasion in the body of Christ that would cause someone to be hurt or gain an offense mm-hmm. um, would, would be what we deemed an error on that person. So we've all offended people 
and I think that we've all accepted an offense mm-hmm. with people. So mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to talk about that in our our transparent personal lives. But before we do, I want to read a scripture. Um, it's in Ephesians four thirty one, and it says, "Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you, with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender hearted." Forgiving one another, even as God has forgiven you. I don't know about y'all, but I've been forgiven of a lot of things. And when you give grace, much grace is given. And so I, I know that the th- times that I've fallen and fallen short of the glory of God, I've wanted that grace to extend down from heaven and cover the multitude of my sins. And in order for that to happen, we have to first be ones that forgive mm-hmm. inner grace graceful to other people so maybe let's talk about that for a minute um some instances you don't have to name names but yeah just some instances where you've been hurt by someone that made an error um whether it's in the body of christ or outside the body of christ mm-hmm. and let's kind of walk um through these situations and talk about them right and so why you're our guest so we're gonna let you go first yeah i'm pretty yeah i feel like this uh this week was picked specifically for me <laughs> i'm pretty well versed and <laughs> And and uh, and errors, I know about them pretty well. But uh, <laughs> I know, man, I could probably name off. I we don't have all day, you know. <laughs> I could name a bunch, and and I, yeah, you know, probably go a week. But uh, I remember like so one instance um, outside of the body of Christ. This was before I was even you know a Christian. It I was in high school, and um, my parents were divorced, so I had a stepdad, and I looked up to the I looked up to him. You know, at this time, and and he had said something one time. He had said that he didn't feel like um, I would ever graduate high school, and he knew he was like, "And you're not gonna graduate high school. You're not gonna graduate college." And uh, of course, I didn't graduate college, but I did graduate high school. But I remember, I remember the hurt from that. Um, it resonated, and it res it, it went through not just my mind, but to my academics. Um, yeah, I was never grade A student. But my C's turned into D's, you know, when I was a full C student, you know, um, and uh, it made graduating a lot harder, but it made that win, you know, graduating a lot better for sure. But that that's just one instance of, you know, something that hurt me. Of course, you know, I focus on something I didn't say, but uh, uh, that's just something that popped in my head right there. And yeah. So do you think that you could have done a... Um done a lot better with your performance if you would have been encouraged along the way? You know, that's a good question. I don't think so. I probably um, probably would have done worse. Looking back, kind of like a, like a, oh, I'll show him kind of moment, you know, for me. Uh, that as far as, you know, I, I, I took Spanish one four years in high school. <laughs> and um, I barely passed that class, and it was... I was failing up to that moment that he told me I wouldn't graduate. So his error inspired you. Yeah. Okay. So do you have any other situations maybe um, of other times where you've been hurt where it it didn't work in the positive, it kind Mm -hmm. of worked in the negative? Yeah. So I get a lot of scrutiny at my job. I'm the lowest guy on the totem pole. So I, I get the brunt of every joke of every. Is it because this. is it because of your tenure you have the least amount of years yes. service? Yeah, exactly. Um, although there's another guy that was hired on with me, he had a year before me. So 
I'm the low, yeah, the low man. So I get, I get a lot of scrutiny and I get, you know, I'd be busting my tail, you know, filling in a, a pole, or, you know, backfilling a hole and, you know, I'll hear some little, little snark like, like, you know, I could do that better or give me that shovel and you're taking all day when I'm like dying, <laughs> you know, like I feel like I can't do any better, man. That, that just makes me not want to do it. Yeah. So oftentimes hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we've seen that it's kind of like that snowball effect that we see on the baseball field that happens in the natural and it also happens in the spiritual. And I've seen so many times where people that have been hurt by others, whether it's um, within the body of Christ or outside the body of Christ, that they continue to offend and hurt other people because of what they didn't deal with that other people did to them. So I, I think it's really important that we understand today and that, that we even take some time at the end um, to pray for those those situations because without us giving that grace, um, we're not going to be given grace. And, and without us overcoming that hurt, we're just going to continue to hurt people. So, Michael, why don't you give us some times where maybe a time or two um, where you've been hurt mm-hmm. by somebody that, that caused um, you to slip and fall? Well, ironically enough, there was a time with me and Wyatt um, when we first became friends and he, he moved down this way. Um, um, his now wife, um, I used to really like before they even started dating and she she knows this like we we've all we've all had this conversation um and so i'm dying inside (laughs) (laughs) but but like um they started dating and it 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 made me um have a lot of hatred towards wyatt and at first like we we stopped like slowly talking and he he noticed there was a problem and so he, he talked to me and he was like, hey, there's something up. And I just kept dodging it, kept dodging it until one day um, we were sitting in his truck. And he, he was like, hey, I think I know what's the problem. Um, I, I know you like her um, and I like her just as much. Maybe not. Maybe more. Well, I mean, they're married, so obviously it was more. <laughs> but um, I, he, he didn't have to do this, but he asked for my permission. And, and that, that spoke volumes to me. And um, I, I really feel like that strengthened our relationship. Because then we were just friends, but now we're brothers. Yeah. And so, so it, was, um, it was an error on my part. But whenever he came and gave me some coaching, um, I became a better player. Wow. Wow. And that's that's really what we're trying to do. Um, so props to you, Wyatt. I, I don't even know if you had remembered that. I remember the majority of it. Yeah. You remember that, yeah. So, in in first, I'm sorry, in Second Corinthians twelve, um, verse nine and ten is a really good scripture that pertains to this. It, it says, um, "And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness." So in times when people make errors against you, that would be a time of weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities or times that I'm hurt, that the power of God, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then he is strong. I think it's um, 
a real opportunity for us all to realize that, that we have right in front of us when someone hurts us or someone offends us, that, that we have that, that um, now opportunity to show them grace mm-hmm. and show them love and really partner with Christ in his suffering, but also um, we can be the best witness in the the worst times of our life. People can see um, the love of Christ on us when we're when we give, when we're mm-hmm. loving, when we're kind, all those attributes that Christ has. But when they really accept the testimony of Christ is what how we act, how we respond in times of trouble, in times of persecution, in times of in, in infirmity. So mm-hmm. I would encourage you, Wyatt, today because I know that you've gone through a lot of scrutiny and 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 things like that at your job. I would just encourage you today that this is an opportunity for you to just keep showing Jesus and know that in your weakness, he can be your strength. For sure. I remember you sent me a scripture. I was just trying to find it the other day. Um, give me just a second. You were, it was talking about, you know, the evil that could come out of our mouths. Mm-hmm. Do you remember which one that was? Do I remember which one that was? No, but I can find it. I know. I'm find to find it. It. It, was in, it was in James 3. Was it? Yeah, it's in James 3 when it was talking about that. Um, it's talking about how hard it is to tame the tongue. Yeah, and for me, that's, yeah, I found it right here. So, dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Uh, indeed, we all make many mistakes, for mm. if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Mm. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth, and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. Even though the winds are strong, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. It, it, it just goes on talking that analogy, but um, that's resonates. that resonates with me huge because, you know, my tongue is the slipperiest, you know, thing <laughs> that I could ever think of. And, um, you know, I, I can, like I mentioned earlier, I can mention several times where, you know, something stupid I said came back to bite me in the butt or came back to bite somebody I didn't mean for it to bite in the butt. And, you know, I, one instance I can think comes to mind years ago was with me and Miss Amy. Um, we, we were doing worship in the Miss Amy is my wife. That's right, yeah. Uh, the most loveliest person I've ever met in my life, by the way. Um, Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, and uh, also my fifth mother. Um, but uh, <laughs> but um, we were doing worship and we were doing a lot of uh, YouTube, you know, videos off YouTube. And I just wanted to play my guitar so bad. And I had mentioned that I didn't like that we were doing YouTube worship. And I didn't realize how, you know, how harsh that was. And how mean that was, and and uh, she had mentioned to me not long after, you know that that was not nice, and I felt terrible. I still feel terrible about that, you know, like because it's such a wonderful person that it, it, that's something that continues to run through my mind all the time. <laughs> but um, and I I feel like you know as far as like putting that into like maybe a baseball perspective, you know, I commit an error, and I'm reminded of that error, so I'm reminded how not to commit that you know does that make sense yeah you know yeah. like if i throw way too high to a first baseman that's short 
obviously I know not to throw it high no more. Right. And, you know, but I'm still going to throw it high. I do all the time. Just yeah. like he was saying in the scripture, I love the book of James, my favorite book. Um, because the analogies are spot on, you know, but, uh, it's, I'm still going to commit it. That's just the way of the wind, <laughs> I guess. Well, it, it's funny because, um, this, the scripture that you shared, um, it, it really hits us at the core because that's as men, I mean, not just as men, it, people in general, but men more often than women speak out of turn. Mm. I mean, we, we just, our male pride or whatever it is that's built into us mm-hmm. um, has to be heard. And a lot of times we speak out of turn and say things that we shouldn't. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the two things that pop in my mind that the word of God says that you should be slow to speak, quick to listen. And um, I, I think we've all heard this. I, I know that y'all have heard me say this a bunch of times that God gave us one mouth and mm-hmm. two ears because he wants you to, Mm-hmm. listen twice as much as you speak but then i also um know that in the word of god it says that out of the abundance of the mouth i'm sorry out of the abundance of the heart, heart the mouth speaks the mouth speaks right. and so the only way we can replace those talking out of turns is being led by the holy spirit and the only way we're going to be able to do that is filling our heart with the word of god mm-hmm. and the washing of the water of the word on a daily basis will correct a lot of those things and begin to make you become a set apart man of God in that you have that spiritual discipline, but also in that you are able to tame the tongue a little bit more. Wyatt said it best. We can't tame our tongue. Mm-hmm. We, we can't, but the Holy Spirit can. Yeah. The Holy Spirit can govern um, over our speech if we let him. But it's a daily thing that we have to leave at the foot of the cross. We have to be willing to say, you know what, Lord, I want to bring glory and honor to your name with the things I think, things I say, and the things I do. And so be a watchman over my mouth and really bring um, to my mind what I'm saying and don't just let me be loose-lipped. And the Lord will never fail to be faithful to answer your prayer on that because he wants us to bring glory and honor to him. That's how we're going to be able to show Jesus to others by bringing glory and honor to him and the things that we think, say, and do. So mm-hmm. um, let's let's talk about, I'm going to ask a question. You all both can have an opportunity to answer it, and then we can kind of wrap this up with prayer. The question that I, I have, um, I'm not going to ask a bunch of questions, just one. But what, what steps can um, we take as men to work around the errors and um that people have made in our lives. I know that we've thrown some scriptures out there, but what steps can we make as men of God, set apart men of God, when these errors occur so we can still go after the devil mm-hmm. and not let this thing spiral out of control where we become hurt people that hurt other people? Mm-hmm. Well, a big thing for me is to not put up walls between you and that person. Um, to start with forgiveness and don't don't let whatever was said whatever happened um bog you down don't don't let it just kind of um don't let it sit in the back of your mind act upon it and go to that person and say hey this is what happened this is how i feel and talk to them about it don't just let it sit and linger in the back of your mind for years (laughs) 
because that leads to unforgiveness that leads to hatred that leads to a bunch of different things that can easily have been solved if you just went to that person and talked to them and i like that you said that because a lot of times we may have an offense or have a hurt in our heart or in our mind that someone did against us and the person doesn't even know that they offended us mm-hmm. a lot of times and but our fuse is lit and so what Michael was talking about, I, I like the way he put it, because a lot of times it's like lighting a, a dynamite with a long cord. And so they let your fuse, and the longer you let it burn, it's going to eventually blow out of proportion, and it's mm-hmm. going to ignite mm-hmm. just like a, a dynamite and blow up. So you need, to, you need to go address it. The Bible says if you have fault with your brother, go to your brother. And um, we need to address those things quickly. And this is such a man thing to do fleshly man thing to do to kind of well you know later on i'll give it a day um Mm -hmm. it's me it's not them you know i'm not gonna say anything and just keep quiet about it and then those things fester in our heart and um, become bitterness after a while yeah and not even that but then go and tell someone else about it and start spreading gossip Mm. And then downing that person to other people, like this is what they did to me, and then start spreading rumors. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's when now we're being used by the enemy, right? Not by God. So, what what do you have to say on that point, Wyatt? Um, I, when so when someone comes and and they hurt you, yeah. As far as what, like what steps, yeah, yeah. yeah what what do you do, what are you gonna do to overcome it? Right. So I feel like I'm pretty well versed in that. So. It's, it's it's really just kind of just not dwelling on it, for sure. Like, I have a really bad habit when someone says something, I just say it back to myself a hundred thousand times. And, and I, you know, I'm trying to learn, you know, to kind of get that out of there. And, and I think that can kind of be pushed out with, you know, uh, talking, talking to the God, talking to, you know, people that love you, that you love, and, um, you know, those kind of people that you go to, um, you know, as far as you know, reading the scripture, there's always something God will tell you through scripture for sure. And and I kind of just have an analogy of it's a box of what they said in my head, and then I'm gonna push it in with a bigger box and just kind of push that off the shelf. And that's kind of how, kind of how I I work through most of that stuff. But usually it just bounces around in my head over and over and over and over again, just like the thing was, was the same. Like it's, but I use I I try to use those as tools. For most part and a lot of times i just kind of get distracted and forget about it and then i cause another one and then there's another one that's bouncing around in my head but um i think i think a big part of it is just using that as a tool i think is is just to not do it again kind of thing okay so what is in the spiritual really what could you um what could you rely on maybe a little bit more um to prevent these occurrences rely on grace i guess you kind of put it that way uh rely on the, the grace that god gives you the grace that you can give you know what we're called to give away for sure uh, we're meant to love everybody you know just equally as, as god loves us which is the same which is abundantly um and i think if you can find yourself to forgive people then you can move on good stuff really good stuff i i, I thank you um for being our guest, I thank you for being transparent and answering questions you didn't know we were going to ask. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, but but this is all part of our growth together. Um, mm-hmm. Really, this this podcast is only meant to strengthen the body of Christ and strengthen brothers. And if we can't share what we've been through, then 
Um, I don't know how we could help anybody along the, the way. I mean, you can talk about some abstract things that, you know, happen to other people, but whenever it's um, real-life scenarios happening to people that you know, it it really is more tangible, and um, it lets you know, too, that, you know, there's other brothers out there struggling with same some of the same things you are. Yeah. Now, we're, we're not immune to this, and the Bible said that there's going to be times like this, but it's how we react and how we choose to handle these situations that's either going to bring glory to God and show that we are set, set apart men of God or be um, opportunities that we fail, but God is the great schoolmaster and he'll keep giving us those tests till we pass right. them. Keep giving us those tests till we pass them. Yep. So, well, Wyatt, since you're our guest, do you want to close us in prayer? Sure. <laughs> Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you for bringing us here, these uh, us brothers and bringing each other in our lives and into each other's lives. And thank you for, for feeding us, for, you know, bringing the fruit of our lives, the fruits of the spirit through, through us. And I got, I thank you for grace. Thank you for loving us, yes. being with us and helping us through our walks. Um, I pray that each one of us, we can, we can continue to, to show that grace that you've given us yeah, mm. like a mirror, father God, and just bring it to the others that hurt us. Um, I know that we, we're going to fall into temptations and tribulations every day. And that's just the, the facts of, of our, our lives, the facts of life, really. And um, I pray that you help keep us you know, steady, keep us level-headed and, and, and rooted in your love and in your spirit. And um, I pray that we can resonate that to other, pe- other people, other men, and um, so that we can all share in, 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 in the walk of, of your love. I really appreciate that. In that Jesus' Amen. name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, this has been The Pitch Towards Holiness. I'm Mike Kidwell. And I'm Mike Kidwell. We'll see you next time. Thank you, guys.